whenever you are doing a review of any product it's very important to write pros and cons because most of the reviews i've seen like they are writing only pros and pros pros but the cons you need to explain readers like what what other like cons associated with this product so that's where the people have to trust your review so that's where the google have launched their review update in may 2021 right and a lot of sites have tanked down because of this like they they don't have, have a proper review they don't have a trust element on their content they are just like writing a fake reviews you're listening to ecomonics a debutify podcast your resource for one of a kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age this is joseph I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state of the art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. I don't think I'm alone when I wondered if there was still any efficacy to blogs. I never thought they were useless, far from, but I also could never fully grasp what use they have in the landscape we're in today. If this sounds like a thought process you've shared, then I welcome you to listen to this episode with Jitendra Vaswani, who demonstrates firsthand just how impactful a blog post can be in terms of content, SEO visibility, and most surprising to me, its ability to continually update itself to stay relevant. Not all formats are so fortunate. Jitendra Vaswani, it is good to have you here on Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm I'm really excited for this podcast because I really want to share my journey with your audience related to like a fit marketing, e-commerce space, and my blogging journey. So I'm super excited to be very honest. Well, I'm 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 really happy to hear that. Um, it's also exciting to meet people who've uh, contributed in in their way as well to um, you know, uh, enhancing your company. You've been right. doing a affiliate promoting on us, and you rank up pretty highly. You told me this before we started recording, right? Um, <laughs> which just goes to show, you know, there's there's, sure. there's some stiff competition to 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 rank highly on it. So you so yeah. you you definitely know your stuff. Yes. And there's a lot to get to, um, some stuff I'm really excited to talk about because there's a lot of these areas that I myself am developing a passion for. Uh, I put myself into like the 102 class. Like I, gra- I feel like I graduated 101. I started up my own store. I've got my strategy. I've got my product. And, you know, th- the wheels are starting to spin. So but we got lots to get into. But opening question, very important to ask, which is tell us what you do these days and what you're up to. So most of my stuff, like, I'm more into SEO and affiliate marketing stuff. So I have around 30 to 40 niche blocks, which are into SEO, email marketing, VPN, hosting. Like these are the sub different niches with which I'm working right now. And my most of the traffic source is organic SEO totally. Like 99% of the traffic on these blocks is SEO organic because we are ranking for review keywords, like coupon keywords, like versus keywords. So we do like highly rank for all these kind of keywords. If you search online right now, like someone who's listening to this podcast, so they can search like debutify theme review. I'm already ranking on the second, third position for this keyword. And if someone searches for like teachable coupon code, I'm ranking there on on second or third page, second or third position of Google, like in the US. So you can check my rankings. It's live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm doing that right now. As a matter of fact, so bear, bear in mind, you know, I'm in Canada, uh, so Google does, I think, skew the results a little bit based off where you search from. Right, um, right. But so, I'm so on reviews, the US. Techville, and then your bloggersideas.com, I believe, is yeah. yours. So that's yeah. my blog. Like that's so someone who's listening. So that's my blog, Bloggers Ideas, where I share a lot of content related to digital marketing, SEO, email marketing, hosting, and from this one blog, I have made like 40 niche blogs. 
small, small niche blog, which I'm working on it from 2020. Like once this lockdown got announced in 2020, me and my team changed the strategies, like what kind of things we really need to work now. Like now we cannot travel, we are stuck, right? So we decided to open small, small niche site, like a product-based niche site. Like I'm making a specific niche site on Debitify. I'm, I'm looking for the keywords. Like what keywords people are searching on Google for Debutify. So I will use keywords such like, uh, like Ahrefs or Longtail Pro, like these tools I will use to search keywords related to Debutify, like Debutify theme review, Debutify coupon, Debutify versus uh, like booster theme, Debutify theme versus like Shoptimize theme. So I will make a one specific niche site related to Debutify. Like these kind of things I have done in like 2020 right now, and I'm doing this in 2021. Like we are making a small, small niche websites on basis of the product. That's it. And these things are working very well. We are doing very detailed A-B testing right now on all these kind of niche websites. Would you say that it, you can infinitely continue to niche almost down to the microscopic level? Like I, I can't imagine like what's the most niche that, uh, that you or maybe something that's crossed your radar or has, uh, uh, has created? Right. So I have seen because we have done a lot of A-B testing like in 2020 and what we were saying, like a lot of niche websites were ranking or like a small, small product niche website. And we were seeing why these guys are ranking. They have a, only product specific niche site. And, and we started seeing, we started doing A-B testing on our, like we bought expired domains uh, because expired domains have a lot of trust in the eyes of Google. They have some, some kind of page authority. They have some kind of domain authority, like domain ratings. So that's why we bought expired domains. And we started doing a lot of A-B testing here, like working on the niche website product base. And it worked very well, like because a lot of my competitors, they were doing all these kind of things. And we outranked them by having a very detailed content on all these niche websites. We didn't build a lot of backlinks, to be very honest, because... Uh, we don't believe in building a lot of backlinks. Of, of course, you need backlinks to rank. Of course, I will not deny it. But but for me, I've seen like I put a lot of detailed content. If I want to rank for WTFI theme review, I'm looking why my competitor is ranking above than me. What kind of content he's putting? He's putting FAQs. He's putting alternatives. He's doing a very detailed review about WTFI and like explaining each feature in very much detail. So that is how you are going to outrank your competitors and Google will trust your brand. Right. You know, I, I, as you're describing this, because I'm, I'm scrolling through the blog that you had written and it's rather substantial and it almost comes across like its own landing page. Like if I were to go to the Debutify theme, the, the length of our own landing page is comparable. Pros and cons. So like I mentioned the pros and cons, FAQs, like a proper screenshots, case studies, who's the founder, Blah, blah, blah. All these things I have in the review. So you can share with the audience so they can learn like what things I'm doing right now if you rank my website on Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, uh, let's make a note. Uh, Mike, uh, to my, to my uh, uh, wonderful, fantastic, almost um, uh, godlike editor, Mike, uh, uh, keep, keep a note of that. We want to put a link of that uh, in, the, in the description just so people can check out and really see like, I, th- I think especially for, for people who are very familiar with the theme, just to, having this reference material, we can look at that, then we can look at the, the blog and we can understand how this, how this goes. Now, you said that you were, so you said about 13 to 14 uh, niche sites. Now- Like 30, 40, yeah, three, zero, yeah. Oh, three, zero. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Uh, my, my mistake. 
Yeah, that, that, that sounds more to your caliber. So uh, how many of these are you uh, personally writing for or are you doing more like the managerial stuff and then you have other people coming in doing the writing? Yeah, so I have a content manager who like she's the one who's handling all the stuff. Like she's hiring the content writers. We have already given her the training. What kind of content we need, what kind of content structure we need, what kind of keywords we need in the content, how to make SEO optimized article. SEO optimized article is super duper important, guys. Like if you really want to rank on Google, you need to have a SEO optimized article. If your article is not SEO optimized, you don't have the keywords, you don't have, have a good amount of content like doing the reviews because in the recent Google update, like Google launched their review update in the month of May and it, it affected a lot of review websites. Like Joseph, what I've seen like review website, they have gone down in terms of ranking like they have tanked down like their rankings have dropped because they were doing some kind of fake reviews like i got your product i see someone is writing review about diabetify and i i didn't use your product i'm just writing a review fake review because i'm seeing like joseph is ranking for diabetify then i'm copying your review like writing in my own words i'm not adding any kind of personal touch to the content adding a personal touch to the content helps you get more sales from your content so these were the things we do, like we did it and we got a lot of success in our content right now. Like, Right. Now, if I were to, let's just say I put myself in the position where I'm almost like doing a review for a product that I'm not using. Uh, and it's great that we can use the Vitify as an example, because believe it or not, we don't actually get to use Vitify as an example that often. Sometimes we do it. Yes. Sometimes for the health, health products, like I have a health niche website. So for that, of course, we are doing like this, like we are giving the detailed instruction, like what kind of competitors are doing reviews. Because we cannot try all these kind of health products. Like these are like to, to get these product to, to my home, it, it will take one or two months to reach to my destination. So yes, for the niches which are like which we cannot like like buy, like buy the product and get delivered because to, to do these testing of the health products, it takes a lot of time. So for those, yes, we do hire the writers, we explain them what kind of requirements we have in terms of content. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, but, but the bottom line is that, you know, these these writers, I would imagine they're the ones that are taking charge, you know, they're testing their products out because they have the time to do it. You don't have the time yes. to do it. And Okay, yeah, yes. th that that checks out. So here's what I find interesting, the, the observation that I made. So on the one hand, you have people writing from a place of personal experience and you want their passion to come through and you want that to really reflect in the writing because you want to connect with the reader. Uh, and then on the other side, you have the technical re requirements or to, in order for it to rank so that people can read it. Now, it sounds to me that somebody who is, say, they don't actually have any personal attachment to their product and they're just focusing on the technical side, um, that there's, they would still rank well because of uh, knowing what the keywords are and having done their research. But it's almost it's almost poetic that the lack of that personal passion, the lack of that personal uh, attention to detail uh, and coming from a place of experience is actually causing them to not rank as highly. So really writing the blog has to be a mix of uh, experience and imparting your view of things or the writer's view of things, as well as making sure that it, uh, it meets the, the expectations for Google to want to rank it correctly. Right. So it's very important. Like you put your personal touch and you, you tell uh, about the product, how to use this product. Right. So these things are pretty much very much important. What I have seen, like in, in terms of getting ranking, from, from the Google, like if you don't put all these kind of elements into your content, so Google don't trust your content and they will not rank you higher. 
like what I have done, like these A/B testing we have done. So we have seen like what things were like what things were missing in the content, and and we did it everything according to the like a user give the users a best experience in the content. Yeah. Did you guys try testing it just for the sake of it? Like just try to write uh, an article without um, testing the product at all, just to see what kind of ranking you'd get? We do. We do. Sometimes we do a bit testing for uh, like like these kind of things also. Yeah. So it depends how much competition we have on those keywords. So it totally depends how much competition I have on those keywords right now. Yeah. Okay. With, with the amount of blogs that you have running, I'd like to hear the process of uh, how you decide to set one up, what niche you select, uh, you know, is this worthy of uh, my time or of the time of somebody that I hire um, with what, around 30 to 40 of them going so far, you know, what's going to be the catalyst to set up a new one? So in terms of the content, right? So we do see at the competition, like how much the keyword, like the search volume have, like we see the competition in the market, like who are ranking on, on the first page of the Google, what's the domain authority of, of that content? What's the page of the authority of that website? Like we do look for all those kind of elements. If we want to go, go for that kind of review keywords, we do look at the first page, like, are the competitors which are ranking on those keywords are like can we beat them through content? But sometimes if if I want to rank for iPhone 12 review, right? It's a very tough competitive, like it's a huge competition. Like a lot of sites are ranking or already like Tom's Guide, PC Mac, like Android Authority to beat these kind of websites very hard, right? The better I will focus on those keywords, which I have a high chances to rank. Like we will, like we have a team of doing the keyword research. So that's where the keyword research comes into place, right? We see like if we can rank on those keywords, so we will work on it. And if we cannot rank on those keywords, then we will not like we have to skip those keywords because on those position, the competitors which are ranking, they already have a lot of domain authority, they have a lot of backlinks. It's very hard to beat them. Like if I work them, work on those keywords for one year, there's no surety like I'm going to rank on the top three, right? Because the sales comes from the top three positions of the Google, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's always going to be like like top positions, um, regardless of what the search is, because that's how the search right. engine works. Right. So what's it? So the difference? I, I, I want to hear. Uh, I'm hearing about the differences between, um, say, the the number one or number three searches that are. It's it's going to take way too much energy, way too many resources to beat it, like you're saying, Tom's guide, versus the top three rankings where you look at these and say, you know what, there's actually a lot of opportunity here. Um, whether it's like the website doesn't have as much authority because it hasn't been around in the space for that long, or if the content itself is just um, and, and lacking in and the kind of detail that you put into it. Yes, so it depends. Like my 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 site have that kind of content related to the tech. If I want to rank for the tech keywords like iPhone 12 review, OnePlus 9 review, like these kind of highly competitive keywords, does my blog have that kind of content authority? Does Google trust my blog for those kind of content pieces? If I if I don't have these kind of content pieces on, on my blog and if, if I have very low domain authority, then I will not prefer to work on those keywords. I will already like I will I will skip working on those keywords because Google looks at the content authority like like tropical content relevance. Do you have these kind of factors in your domain, in your site? But a lot of the time, which I have seen like what I have done A-B testing here, like if I try to write content which is not relevant to my blog niche, 
it's very hard to rank on Google because Google, Google don't trust that kind of content piece on my blog because my blog is about digital marketing and I'm writing something about iPhone, right? Something about tech. So Google will not rank my blog because it's all about making the content authority, right? So it's it's my A/B testing we have done and we have seen like, we focus on those keywords which we have already written content. We have some kind of a content authority on those on those kind of keywords. So when you say when you say A/B testing, um, I, I'm almost picturing in the same way that somebody would A/B test two different ads, where the ad maybe changes some of the copy, changes an image, white background versus a blue background. But with A/B testing on a blog post, I'm imagining that you actually have like more or less the same subject, but the blog is written in almost two different ways, like the format changes or the layout changes. Am I, am I, am I correct? And if so, how do, you, how do you deploy that? And how do you make sure that both of them are getting you know, equal amounts of traffic? Yeah, in terms of A-B testing, what does that mean? I look at the content. Like if I want to rank for the review keyword, like WD5, do I have the personal touch? Because if I'm seeing that that's what A-B testing is SEO. Like do I have a, have a personal touch? Does my article have FAQs, right? FAQs are very important. Like someone is buying, is like trying to buy from your review. They want to see FAQs. Like does the product offer refund period? Is the product is trusted? Is it compatible? Like, is it, is this product is compatible with, uh, with WordPress, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, like people search for all those kind of keywords, right? FAQs. So I will look for like, does my content have these kind of things? Because my competitor already have FAQs, like they have already covered all these kind of FAQs. Does my content have these kind of things? Yes or no? So that's what we do A-B testing. We keep on in increasing the content length. We keep on improving our content, like adding how to use this product. Sometimes we want to rank for review keywords and we see, oh my God, this content don't have a how to use this product. Like if I want to, if you want to buy uh, like a review product from me, like any kind of product, and if you don't see I'm not explaining how to use this product. So they have very less chances like you're going to buy from my blog, right? Because I'm not sharing with you how to use this product. FAQs, I'm, I'm not showing showing you the alternatives. I'm not having any kind of graphic like graphics in my blog. Like I, I don't have images, screenshots, like case studies. If you see that W5 review, right? I have put like screenshots, like case studies, like people have got huge success with this theme. I'm putting a lot of social proofs in my content. So this is what A-B testing is like. We are putting a lot of social proofs, reviews from others, other people who have tried tried this theme. We collect the reviews from Facebook, from Twitter. We see what kind of feedback people have sharing about this product on different, different kind of social media platforms. So that's where we do a lot of A-B testing here. We put a lot of data into the content and we see like, the, like if we put like Facebook posts, like Twitter posts, is it ranking very well? Like does this content ranking very well? So that's why we, so this is what we do in terms of A-B testing. And, and the most important factor to rank your website in Google is page speed. If you don't follow the core web vitals, your page is not loading under three seconds users will go away. You are losing trust of Google. You are losing the trust of the users. So page speed is very important and UX and UI. UX of your blog should be very needed. And you are seeing my blog right now. So do you feel it's very clean? I don't have any kind of ads, editing, like anything. Like it's very clean. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the right content, what you want to read. I'm trying to solve your 
your query related to diabetes file review, right? Well, you know, I don't normally do this too often on the show because um, I, because you know, we do have an audio base as well. But what we could do is just throw up screen share, and then we can actually run through the blog in, in real time if you want to describe, uh, you know, the thought process to it. I wasn't expecting to do this, but if you're open to well, it, we could. Do it. Yeah, might as well, right? So we, right? we got the we got the video format, so let's go for it. Yeah, so we can right. share it. Like I, I can share what I'm doing in in my blog. Like, so I'm happy to share it, man. Okay, uh, you can see it. So that's a WDFI theme review, guys. So you can see, like, I have explained, like, like features, support, how is the support of this theme, reliable, ease of use, is it user-friendly? So I'm, I'm giving the score. So this is called a review box, which I have created for, like, for my own blogs. So this is done, like, it's, it's my own customized review box, right? And, and I'm writing the pros and cons. So guys, whenever you are doing a review of any product, it's it's very important to write pros and cons because most of the reviews I've seen like they are writing only pros and pros pros. But the cons you need to explain to readers like what what are the like cons associated with this product. So that's where the people have to trust your review. So that's where the Google have launched their review update in May 2021, right? A lot of sites have tanked down because of this. Like they they don't have, have a proper review. They don't have a trust element on the content. They are just write, writing a fake reviews. So you can go to, go down like Joseph. You can sure. Well, down. I just wanted to ask you something about this uh, first before we go down. So in my experience, I, I come from a, a pretty uh, a nerdy background. We used to read a lot of game reviews uh, back in the day. And usually what they would do is they would put the reviews at the end of the page because it's the same psychology as why the milk is always at the back of the convenience store because they knew this is what people wanted. They wanted the 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 summation, um, so they knew they would have to scroll through everything first. So um, with putting the review up front, I feel like that's a really um, a courteous thing to do for the reader, just so that they know what to what your opinion is overall, and then that way they have a better sense of what style of writing they're going to expect. Like if you let's just say if you hated it. And that comes through right away. And then when I'm reading it, I'm getting this as, okay, now he's expanding on it. So, so that's fair because we did A-B testing here. We put the review box on the top and we see what people, so you can see in this review, I'm putting a trust what people are saying on Facebook. So can, can you go down a little bit, scroll down, please? So this is where I'm, I'm putting a trust, guys. If you can see this, like this is where I'm putting a trust, like what people are saying on Facebook about WD5. I'm putting a trust in the content, right? So, so you can go down so you can share like what I've reviewed. Is it worth the hype? So I'm sharing the case studies, like testimonial. I have a clear CTA button. Like my CTA button is very important on the landing page, guys. If you see the CTA button, it's very clear. Get started with WD5 for free. And it's free. Don't have misleading CTA buttons like get exclusive discount on... There's no, there's no any kind of such kind of coupon or discount unless... It is being offered by like the WDFI team. So have a clear CTA button. Don't try to mislead your readers. If you mislead it, then there's a very less chances like they will buy from your review. So always have a clear CTA button. So you can see I'm writing about the founders. Who's the founder of because people who want to know like is Ricky Hayes is a real person? Is he scam? So people search for these kind of key like keywords on Google. Is WDFI is real? Is it scam? Right. So this is where you have to build the trust on the content. So I'm writing like Rick Hairs, 
I'm showing the pricing structure, blah, blah, blah. What are the pricing structure? Then I'm giving like these kind of alert boxes. So you can see like little bit change in the design of the content, right? So Joseph, I call it alert boxes because that's where I'm trying to give attention to my readers. Okay, this is the main thing. You need to read it, man. So you can go down, scroll down. Yep, yep, just tell me when to stop. So this is a, now I'm explaining that the WDF features, like what are the features of this product? Like why you should buy it? Like they have a great call to action button. They have a great checkout page, sliders. I'm explaining all the features, right? So you can see, you can go down. The most powerful features, I'm taking the screenshots from the official website. Like what are the most powerful features which are being offered by the WD5? So you can go scroll down a little bit more, scroll down. And why top e-commerce entrepreneur recommend? So I'm sharing the social proofs in the content, right? Like who are who who are the ones who are recommending WD5 themes? So these are the guys like like James Beetle, like Tumbly, Satar, like these guys are the six, seven figure e-commerce brands owner, right? So they are sharing their own case studies, testimonials. So that's where people will trust my review because I'm putting a lot of trust. Now, again, like, like the top features, blah, blah. So you can see it's more detailed. Like I'm sharing the screenshot. I'm, I'm sharing the official video, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm high, highlighting this feature like that WDFI is a free theme, blah, blah. And then so you can go down like again, like it's more about the product features. And so here, why e-commerce is a huge opportunity. So this is not that Debutify specific, but this is in related to the, uh, the, the bigger picture. Yes. So you can, so I'm, I'm showing the ink.com screenshot. So can you go below up? Sure thing. So I, I'm showing this screenshot. What ink.com says e-commerce is a huge opportunity. I'm putting a social proof what big authority news magazines like ink.com is saying about e-commerce. So someone who's ready to buy this, invest into the WDFI theme review, they should know like why e-commerce is like a huge opportunity for them to invest their money, right? So I'm I'm sharing like blah, blah, blah. So these are the things I've shared here, right? So I have a, I have a question for you about this. So you have to, you have different uh, levels of interest. You have people who are already familiar with e-commerce and maybe and maybe they're already running a business, and so maybe Debutify is a better option for them. Uh, spoiler alert: it is. But then you have people who are not necessarily sure about e-commerce in general. So, what I think you're doing here is you are giving you're you're using this as an area to reach out to those people who are um, less uh, aware of it. And so when they search her, this particular part of the blog is going to um, catch those people more easily. If Whereas if you didn't have it, then those people would more likely just uh, pass by and not, and this blog wouldn't rank as highly for them. Yes. Yeah, so let's really think about like the web and how these things can uh, connect with each other. So this is where we do A-B testing. We see like, are these things are working on our content so far, which I'm ranking on the top. So these things are working pretty well for me right now. So that's where... I'm getting a lot of sales right now. And here, if someone is not interested in WDFI, so I'm giving them some kind of alternate option, right? So that's where you, you're putting trust in the content. So people have some alternate option also. So that's it. Like this is where, so you, you have to make, you make your content very much detailed. So you can go, go at the end. So you can see it's like comparison. I'm doing it at the end. So you can see like a lot well, of We're going to go through this part kind of fast just because competition. Yes. Yeah, so I, I understand. So again, it's called testimonial WDFI theme. Like what people are saying on Facebook. Again, I'm putting a lot of trust into the content. 
what people are saying on Facebook, on Twitter. So that's where so I'm sharing the screenshot, like like what people have shared, right? That's where I'm putting a lot of these these things into the into my content. So someone sees the review and they buy it and then then they trust it. Wow, like this is the best team I really wanted because people have made some sales, right? Yeah, and. And yeah, so there's there, there's more to it. There's um, some other posts as well, some video content. And I think what you what you've done here is you have really given people the full scope of not only the business but how the business fits into the greater ecosystem, and then what the ecosystem is. You know, so for for our audience, and I and and for those of you who are listening on the audio side, uh, you know. Uh, I hope you were closing your eyes and using your imagination. Uh, but you know, go go check out this uh, this blog afterwards and. What what it shows is just how comprehensive a single blog post can be. Because I think one of the things that people find into, and I find this intimidating too, uh, personally. Uh, I'll, I'll close this uh, screen share for now. Uh, what I, what people find personally intimidating is how much blog content they're going to have to write. The the thought of on top of everything else that I'm doing, right? Having to write say two or three blogs uh, a month or two or three blogs a week, and it, and then the, and we find that over time those blogs don't do anything. This to me shows just how much value you can put into a single page, and and how comprehensive it is, and how much uh, how much reach it's going to have. At not only one uh, search intent, but multiple search intents at different scales, at different parts of the funnel. True. So that's where you you are going to win the trust of the readers. Like you're you're putting all the data into your content, like giving them options, right? And 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 I think once people you know they they come and they look at all of this, they feel like. Well, you know, what other what other information does this uh, does a blog like this have as well? And then they check out other blog content, and and it's along the same along the same lines, and it's also as comprehensive. True, true. So you need to make your content as much as comprehensive, so you can make it for the readers easy to digest, and have these kind of alert boxes like pros and cons, everything like put trust into the content. If you don't put the trust, then you, like readers are not going to buy from your review. It's very hard. Um, do you uh, do, do you find that you have to um, go back and like revise blogs? Because um, you know, I mean, Debutify, for instance, there there are updates and things do change. The branding can change. So, is that something you have to deal with? Yes, because there are a lot of product updates every two three months. Every product is getting updates, right? So we try to update because if I want to rank for like Debutify review for the long term. I need to keep updating this post by tomorrow. So you can see this post by tomorrow. If someone see this post, so they will see more FAQs in this post. So they will see some more data about like Diabetify. So we keep updating because if I don't keep updating the content, then, then the information gets old, right? It's not fresh according to the reader, someone who's reading. And if they go to your landing page and they see some different features, which I have not mentioned in the reviews. So it's a very bad experience for the readers. Like they see some different pricing. Like you, you have changed the pricing structure, right? And in my review, the pricing structure is $67. And when they go actually to your site, it's 97. Wow, like they are shocked. Like, what is this? Like, like someone is saying in the review is 67, then it's a bad user experience. So you need to keep updating your content in order to rank on Google. You need to update it. You need to put a lot of data. There's an interesting uh, thought uh, experiment here, which is, so for instance, let's just say somebody writes a blog and it's a personal thing and there isn't really anything for them to update. You can draw an equivalent between that and say, you know, an article in Reader's Digest. It's almost like, a, like, a, like an article right. um, in, in a magazine. 
Right. Whereas what I find with this is that uh, in addition to the comprehensive nature of it, in addition to the need to maintain it, um, it's actually very difficult to draw an equivalent with another form of media uh, that I that I can draw from, whether it's classic media or even uh, modern digital media, because of the 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 organic and the uh, ever changing nature of it. Um, have has is there any other uh, form of media that you have found to be um, comparable? to the responsibility to keep and maintain a blog or otherwise a blog is really its own thing. So I keep on seeing like, see what I focus right now is on the content on the blog. And sometimes we do video reviews about the product. Someone who's reading this kind of like a post content, right? They are reading the text and someone who's interested to uh, like see the video review of this product. So sometimes we do video review. We put the video review, like what we have done so we put these kind of video re reviews in the post and we see like what is the response from the readers. So if they like the video review, then there's a very high chances like they will convert very well. So that's these kind of things we do, like we do like testing all these things right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something I, I would say for, you know, for the audience to really think about is, you know, when writing these blogs is what what format to to treat them as. It's like, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm having a hard time thinking of one off the top of my head, so I'm not going to dwell on it for too long, but it's like, you know, like a living, organic, almost like a program, you know, like it's, so yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating insight. Um, there's a couple of, uh, so I, I, just a small, there's a few other things that I'm wondering about the impact that they've had. So, so you mentioned videos, like affiliate links and backlinks. Uh, I going into this conversation with the other SEO experts that I've talked to is that backlinks has always been an important part, especially with building authority. I'm just wondering what's, what's how backlinks really treated you. So yes, well, like once when I started this blog in 2013, yes. So initially I did got the backlinks wherever I can get like, but slowly what I've seen, like I was getting organic backlinks from, from, from the people who were reading my blog. So they were like interlinking my content and in terms of acquiring the backlinks, I was doing some kind of interviews and so, sometimes some kind of guest posts. Sometimes we are doing exchange of links. Like sometimes, like we do a lot of these things, what other webmasters are doing right now, right? So these were the things we tested and it worked very well. And what I have, like instead of backlinks, I focus more on the content. Like to be very honest, on my small niche sites, I've shared with you, like for those like these niche websites were very small, like only product based, like six, seven, like seven to eight pieces of content on these, these niche websites. And they were ranking well because we, are, we were putting a lot of data into the content. Whatever the readers were asking about that review, about that versus article, we were giving them all the information they need in that content. So we were focusing more on the content and we were making backlinks, but not as much as we should do. But we, what we were seeing, like if we have a very good amount of content, what we were seeing on, on Google, like when we spy on our competitors, they didn't have much backlinks to be very honest. So they were focusing more on the good, like a great amount of content, like having a great content with, with too much of details, stats, data, and that is helping them to rank very well. So we were doing the same things like which our competitors were doing, like focusing on the great content. That has worked very well for us right now. Have you have you have you seen any um, in the interest of saying like a backlink would be a feature? Have you seen features that have actually been more detrimental than helpful? Of course, so you can say that like feature backlinks. Yes, they have helped helped me a lot. 
Oh no, I I, I mean in, in the opposite sense. Like, have you seen? Have you tried not just that feature, but other features too? Like, what has has any of them actually um, downgraded you or caused you to lose authority? Obviously, we we, we established you know. Quality, good quality content is tantamount. If you don't have that, none of this matters. But I, I guess I'd just like to know if other attempts through your testing have uh, have actually had a negative result. So far, the, the kind of backlinks we have taken for our articles, which we really want to rank, we didn't have any kind of negative impact right now from two years. Like I've created a lot of niche websites in from 2020. I, like before 2020, I have only two or three niche websites. That's it, two or three. Like when this lockdown got announced, I decided to have more multiple income sources because one of my main blog that is Bloggers Ideas and it it have become an authority, right? So through that blog, I started building more blogs and I didn't see any kind of negative impact right now in terms of backlink because we were not doing aggressive kind of backlinks. We were creating backlinks, but not at that level, to be very honest. I told you, we were focusing on more on the content and giving the users the best experience on our site. Like someone who comes to our site, he gets he gets all the information he's asking for. Yeah, well, seeing as how you know you're able to rank pretty highly, and one thing I'm wondering about is. So, you know, you can study other people and you can learn uh, what they're doing and apply it to your work. Uh, but have you noticed um, other people also doing the same where they've studied what you do and they've actually been able to apply it to their work as well? Of course, like a lot of the times what we have seen, like competitors are trying to take, take data. Like it's not a, they are trying to take the data. I'm also learning from the competitors. Like, like Joseph, what things they are doing in their content, I'm just trying to improve my content. Like if they have a 3000 words of detailed content, Right, I'm trying to make my content 4,000 words, much more detailed, much more having more of data insights. I'm putting the latest features of that product. If my competitor review is ranking very high, I'm seeing like they didn't post about the latest features about that product. I'm putting the latest features of that product. So Google is ranking me higher. So it's like every, like I have a 10 to 20 people right now in my team. They are doing a lot of on-page. They are updating the content pieces every day which we really want to rank high because the Joseph, the competition is very high on Google right now because everybody wants to rank for these keywords and these keywords gives you a lot of money, right? Right now from the Debitify team, I made like from seven to 10 days, roughly I made like 500 to $600 right now. So imagine the competition is there. So that's where like I'm working with your competitors also. I'm, I'm not going to name them. So I'm making same amount of money with them also. Because if I if I really want to maintain my rankings, I need to update, keep updating my information. If I don't update it, then my ranking will will tank, will tank down for sure. Okay, so one thing that I'm that, you know I'm working on, you know, I've got I've got my own store. Um, you know, to, to my to my longtime audience, I told you guys I'd set one up eventually, and here I am now. Part of my strategy is also to use blogging and to use writing and to and to use affiliate um, uh, marketing, which we haven't gotten into yet, but we're going to definitely get into that, and. Are there different um, starting positions in Google's ranking depending on what um, platform I'm using? So to make it a clearer example, let's just say I were to start the exact same blog on WordPress versus that exact same blog on my Debutify uh, theme store, which is a Shopify store, essentially. Like Shopify CMS, right? Exact same content. Would there be a difference because it's on one platform versus another? So to be very honest, I didn't did this kind of A-B testing right now because I'm, I'm familiar with WordPress to be very honest. So I've seen, I know only how to use 
to WordPress. Like if you ask me, I know how to use it. But if you ask me about other CMS, I didn't test it out because most of the blogs which are into SEO, and they use WordPress to be very, because it's very easy to use. They have a plugins for everything. For Shopify, I don't know. I never use that kind of interface for blogging right now. And if my clients, because I run my own digital marketing agency, if I have a client, so I will always recommend them to use WordPress if they want easy to use interface. If they have a hardcore developers in their team, so they can use like Joomla, like, like Magento, like Shopify, so they can use it. But if they want easy to use interface, very easy to use, upload images, media gallery, optimizing the content, then, then WordPress is best, like to be very honest. And I didn't see any kind of difference. Like someone is using Shopify, they are able to rank higher. Or someone is using WordPress, they are able to rank higher. It's all about the content and how much optimization you have done. Is your content is SEO optimized? Do you have the right keywords at the right place in the content? Yes or no? So that's all matters. And if you use any kind of CMS, I don't think it, it, it will impact your ranking because I haven't done any kind of A-B testing right now. So, but if you use CMS, any Shopify, I think it doesn't matter. It's all about the content. If you have a right content, optimizing it for the readers. So I think it's not going to harm you. It's going to give you the benefit. Yeah. And actually, you, you, you know, remind, you reminded me of a very brief, brief point that I wanted to say it as well, because you were mentioning about, you know, load times and page load speeds. And, um, and we, um, you know, I, we, we did see, you know, somebody comment on, uh, on a Debutify, uh, on, on a store that it took a while to load. And he said, he said it took 10 seconds. Now I loaded up on my computer. It did not take 10, 10 seconds. I was counting it. It was like no they more than three seconds. Low, they might have a bad internet speed. So you can say that, right? Right. And, and, and that's actually one of the things that's important to keep in mind in servicing the customer is that, you know, they could be on their data. They could be on a, on a, on a, on a computer that's like missing half the keys on the keyboard. You know, they could be on a potato. There's a lot of things that can get in the way of, of the user having the experience that you expect them to have. And that's uh, just part of why it's important for your website to run efficiently because you the, the, the further out people are, the more they're struggling, the more you want to do them a favor. If somebody's on quantum technology, they don't care one way or another because everything loads instantly. But that's but that's just one part of the market, right? Yeah, and so and with that, so here's the thing about page loading speeds. I would the whole whole detour here, but it's worth talking about. So one of the ones that I can tell you off the top of my head is like the difference between using a JPEG and a PNG. PNG are better to work on because uh, you can have transparent backgrounds, but JPEGs load faster because they're more compressed. Now that's the one I, I know off the top of my head. This kind of difference, like I'm using short pixel, like someone because to be very honest, like like this was my first blog like bloggers ideas and i have done a lot of bad things on this blog what what do you do i mean my bad things means i've done a lot of a b testing because this was my first blog on on internet so that's where i started using wordpress i installed a lot of plugins like teams plugins and my speed got down like i have used some heavy images when i was in 2015 2016 so my blog was very much heavy right so now I have installed like short pixel and WP rocket because I have the best guy who handles the speed of, of my website and handle my hosting servers, everything. So he makes sure like my page speed is good and everything is like, is loading under three seconds. Even if, like if I'm uploading like 14 MB of image, still my blog is loading in under three seconds because we use some CDN services like short pixel and WB Rocket. So it helps you to load your blog very fast. 
they compress your CSS, your JavaScript, a lot of things are there. These are the technical stuff which I'm not aware of. Like my developer do all the job. Well, one more, one more shout out to the Beautify. You know, fast loading time speeds is one thing that we uh, guarantee out of the box. So I just want to make sure that I got that in there. By the way, if you're a current user of Debutify or haven't tried us out yet, Debutify version 3 has been released and now is a good time to upgrade or get started as any. A streamlined user interface along with an ever-increasing array of conversion boosting add-ons is waiting for you. So download today for free and start your journey. Who knows? Maybe I'll be interviewing you before too long. Okay, so here's another thing I wanted to get back to, too, because I wrote this down earlier and we didn't get to it. Because you were talking about, you know, you can find expired domains and they have domain authority in like intrinsic to them, even if the domains are expired and there's like not even a website at the moment. So what have you been able to, to discover about these domains and how have you been able to figure out that they have authority to them? So we use tools like, like Moz, M-O-Z, M-O-Z, like Moss and we use tools like Ahrefs because I need to see the history of that domain, like what kind of backlinks we have. And we use Web Archive. Web Archive is a site which helps you to find what kind of sites which were running in 2005, 2006. So you can see the versions of the website, like what was the niches of that website. Like if I want to buy uh, a domain related to digital marketing, Right. So I want to see the history of that domain. Like what was the history of that dom domain? So I can find it via web archive. Web archive. So this will give you the Wayback Machine. So it will tell you in 2005 the domain was SEO. In 2008, the domain content was like related to hosting. So you need to see the history of the domain. And to check the backlinks, we use Ahrefs. Ahrefs. So you can check see the backlinks, what kind of backlinks we have to this expired domains. Does the backlink suck? Like they have a low domain authority backlinks, like a spam backlinks from China, from Russian websites. If the domain have these kind of automated backlinks. So we do track all these things. So whenever I'm investing into domains, like buying expired domains, so I do check, like tick mark all this, like, okay, these are the things I have to see. Like these domains should not have a spam factor. They, they, they should not be spammed like spammed by earlier, like someone who was using that domain before, he or she should not have spammed this domain. So I could see all these kind of factors. So to buy these expired domains, so you can go to expireddomains.net or you can go to Spamzilla. And so you can go to sites like, like software, like domain hunter gatherers, like these are the tools. These are paid tools, not free. So you, do, you have to buy, buy these tools and they will give you the best expired domains according to your niche, health, dating, traveling, adult, whatever the kind of domains do you need, so they have it. So you need to buy these tools and you need to find expired domains from, from those also. I, I, I like to know um, a, a, a bit about the, because like, you know, you're saying you're, you're hiring out bloggers depending on the niche because you want to get people who are experts in their subject. So... Uh, are, are these people, I, I guess it's a case by case basis, but let's just say you have people who are full-time bloggers. What is their, you know, what is their week to week like where, you know, how many, how many blogs are they typically writing? How are they typically proving that they're the ones, you know, worth, uh, worth, worth hiring in the first place? Because my content manager, she's the one who's handling all those kind of content writers. Like right now we have six content writers who are writing the content on, on health on dating, on make money online, on digital marketing, on like all these kind of stuff. 
So she's the one, like we have already trained her, like what kind of content do we need and how do you cross-check the content is unique. It's not copied from, some, from somewhere else, right? So we use like copyscape, right? So I, I need to check the content is original. Like she's, because we have given the training to her already, what kind of content will be approved by you, right? So we need to see, and so in a week, we have at, at least a task for all these writers, like in a week, they have to deliver at least six to seven content pieces. And these content pieces will be around two to 3,000 words, a detailed content on the subject like we wanted with proper pros and cons, features, explaining about the product, like we give them product access. And sometimes if they cannot write about the product, like how to use. So we have editors, SEO editors in-house, like my team, like I, I have it right now in, in my team. So these SEO editors, I have given them training, like you have to sign up the trial of the product. So you need to explain the how to use. So they, they know the process, how to put those screenshots about how to, how to actually use this product, right? So these things, so I have SEO editors also after the content writing is done by the writers. So SEO editors are the guys in my team who do the editing of SEO, like in-depth interlinking, putting images, all tag, title tags, H2 tag, H1 tags, putting all those things. We have SOPs for all these processes. So it's make them easy to understand and do, do this process. Yeah, and I, I think for for people who are just you know they're they're starting their businesses and you know they're basically like a one person operation. Um, one thing that I find it, you know it, it encouraging about this is that if you put it, it, you put this work into into writing that blog, that blog is going to have a lot of long term value uh, because it's going to be continued to be comprehensive. So this might not be a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Would you see that there is an average length of time where that blog really is? Uh, ranking as high as it potentially could be? Does it have like a, a three-month window, a six-month window? I, I mean, I know it changes on like niche to niche, but if, if there's an average, I'd be curious to hear it. So what I would say, like we use tools like tracking tools, like Longtail Pro, we, which, from which we keep on tracking on the rankings. Like, uh, like what are the keywords which are getting dropped on Google? Like which keywords are, are, are getting impacted the most? which keywords are going up. So we keep on traveling. So that's where we track all those keywords and we keep on seeing the performance of those keywords, like putting more content. Okay, this keyword is getting dropped. Why this is getting dropped? Okay, we don't have, have FAQs. We don't have how to use it in that product. So, so that's where we keep on improving the content every week, every week. So we keep on tracking like what keywords are getting dropped because every day there is a Google ranking algorithm update. Like Google don't say it officially, but there is every day there, there are a lot of changes on the Google SERPs. Every day you're ranking some, now I'm ranking for WD5 theme review. I don't know after seven days, somebody will outrank me. Then I, I will see, okay, what this guy is doing? Okay, he have a more detailed content than me. He has explained this feature in very much detail. Okay, he have more FAQs than me. He have a more UGC content than me. So the like, a lot of things are, have to be like considered in order, order to outrank my new competitor who's already ranking for that keyword because I was ranking for one month, three months for that keyword. And now someone else is, is going to outrank me. I will see, does that guy have a backlinks? Okay, he have a more backlinks than me. Then I, I will try to make two or three more backlinks than him, like good quality backlinks in order to outrank him. That's where we do, we have to see what things we are missing in our content right now.
Right, and what I, what I think that it's, it is incredible and really uh, encouraging about this uh, this format is it's always on the front end. I mean, aside from testing the page loading speed and stuff like that, for the most part, everything you need to know is there visibly because it's it's a blog. It has to be presented to the to the audience so they can read it. Can you see the page speed right now of that page right now? Have you seen it? Like, if you use Google Chrome audit plugin, do you have it? Um. Uh, well, I use. Uh, I, I use a different browser. I, I use one called Brave because it generates cryptocurrency. Uh, so it was a DB so Defy. Yeah, so you can check the page speed so someone like I can see it like because we are doing a lot of A-B testing on the page speed also right right now. My my developer keeps on doing because sometimes we do changes in our blog and sometimes page speed get impacted. So are you seeing some good page speed right now? I hope like it's there, I'm sure. Okay, I, th- I think I figured it out because I found uh, page speed insights. Uh, which is ah, a website, yes. so, yes, so, so I will search on Google, Google PageSpeed Insight, and you can put the URL there. Okay, so great. Yeah, can... it's uh, analyzing the page right now. Yeah, because users can see the re- results, like whatever things I'm saying, so they can actually see. Oh, okay, this guy has implemented all of these things. He's just not saying, saying to be an SEO expert. And I, I just want to show them the real results so that's it like this is actually what i'm doing this is my live blog so i didn't get the results uh and you got a uh, got a score of 81 81 yeah so you can check and i have shared with you another url so you can see like this this is a chrome audit so this will uh, analyze my seo performance everything so you can see just once that that gets loaded uh 95 uh, across the board and then 100 for best practices so this is lifestyle report viewer yeah can you share the screen with them so they can at least see it? Like this is a live thing I have done it. So they can actually get an idea like what things they have to do it in terms of optimizing their content so they can just learn from it. That's it. Awesome. So you can see guys, this is a 95 score and speed index is 1.4 second, right? So that's it. Like, is, is there more to check as we go down? Yeah. So this is like, we keep on improving like dom size. So this is the major thing like LCB, FCB. So it's, it's all things are good. Like according to Google, like GitHub. So this is pretty good. Like we have followed all the great practices in terms of user experience, right? And so and so when you look at this, um, what does it uh, tell you that you can work on or what, what does it uh, uh, encourage you to improve? So these are things like they are saying that you can really improve. So you cannot achieve like 100 out of 100. It's very hard. Like your website is a plain HTML. Then you don't have anything like images. You're just having a simple landing page. It's not possible. I need, need to put images, video content. So sometimes some things will be like, it's 100 is impossible to achieve. Like if you have a lot of data on the on the site, so it's 100 out of 100 for all the scores, like it's very hard to achieve. But that's where we have made our website very much SEO friendly. So these are the scores so you can, like people can get. And if they get these scores, so they are doing pretty much well with their website page speed. Okay, great. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll put those links in the in the comments as well, just so our audio listeners can go check that out. And then they can pull it up as they listen too. So awesome. that would be really awesome. good. Great. So, great, great. so we, uh, we we more or less cleared an hour, not counting the little bit of dead, uh, dead awesome. air that we're going to want to cut I out. love it, man. I love this. Like, like Joseph, to be very honest, like this is a very detailed interview. Like guys, you are getting the live. Everything is live. Like I'm sharing the live data with you, page speed, ranking, SEO. So they can learn a lot of things from this interview. I think this is a very, like a nice interview I've done from the long, long time, to be very honest. I like it, man. Well, I, I appreciate that a lot. You know, I, um, I, I mean, I've been in media for 10 years and the audience, they know this. I owe them a coffee, but I, you know, getting into getting into the beautify and being really being able to contributes to e-commerce 
the best thing that I can do, at least at the present moment, is to conduct as good as an interview as I can. And you know, you're, 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 everybody that I talk to have are very have very valuable time. And so to me, if I don't do a good job, I just, I couldn't live with myself. So I want to make sure that, you know, I really got the most out of, out of it. it really showed you your value. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm just going to, uh, I don't know. I mean, we could, we could go a, a little bit over cause I just wanted to hear a bit about your backstory because I just want to, I'm just curious about a bit of that and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. So the way I'll ask you this question is what were you up to prior to e-commerce and what skills from your background came with you as you entered into e-commerce? Like, to be very honest, like in 2012, I completed my BTEC, like my engineering, right, into IT. So I was, uh, I, I don't have any kind of interest into learning programming or these kind of coding structure like C, C, C++. I don't know. I, I was not able to digest these kind of information in my college. So one of my friends, he told me like about SEO, like, so you can learn about SEO. I asked him, what is this SEO? Like he was doing some kind of freelancing in the final year of his college. He was doing some kind of freelance stuff. So he told me about SEO. I said, what is this SEO? Like, man, I, I never heard, heard about this term SEO. Like I was doing only programming in my college and I, I was just like trying all these programs and giving these exams. Like I'm just, just have my degree. So, so that's it. Like, like to be very honest. So I found out this SEO is very interesting. I learned about on-page and off-page and I got my first job. And from there, I got very much interest into SEO because my first job was very low paying. If I share with your readers, I got only $100 a month from this job. To be very honest, when I was doing SEO because it was a very low paying job and it was very much like a good learning experience for me. So, so that's where I started learning about SEO and Gradually in 2013, I, I like opened this first blog on internet. So that is bloggers ideas. So that's my first blog on internet. And from there, I learned so many things about SEO. Like I did a lot of A-B testing, learned so many things from experts like Neil Patel, Rand Fishkin. So like these guys, are, these guys are the legends of SEO and I've done their interviews on my blog. So that's where I got my things in SEO, like to be very honest. And so far I'm learning so many things in SEO. Like every day there's a new challenge. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I had to mute my microphone because they're doing some drilling outside. Uh, but anyways, no problem. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, when you, when you said that Google update their, you know, their, their algorithm on a daily basis, I was actually surprised. I was expecting to hear that they updated like every 10 minutes or they updated like once an hour. So the idea every day, like every six, six, 12 hours. So you will see, like we keep on tracking our, our keywords so every day there is a shift there is a shift 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 like that sometimes keywords are dropping down coming up coming up dropping down so it's like there's a movement every day so there's a change so like there's a every day there's a ranking algorithm so if you don't want to get impact by these updates try to give value to your readers in the content if you make your content website very much user-friendly, you have a clean backlinks profile, you're not doing any kind of black ad SEO, you're doing white ads, so you're safe. So that's it, like, I'm doing white ad because I know only white ad SEO. So that's it. Fantastic. Well, uh, this has been a, a great hour. Um, I, I myself, you know, being very interested in doing the affiliate and the blogging side, uh, and again, sorry, it's drilling season. My, my main takeaway today is seeing just how comprehensive a blog post can really be. 
And and I think it actually is more encouraging to write that kind of content, knowing that you know the, the, this this content has everything that uh, somebody all the questions somebody might ask. You know, by the time they're done, the end, they actually have got enough information to make a more informed decision. So that's been my major takeaway. Um, so uh, Jitendra, uh, I'm super truly grateful for your time and. The, the final question before we, uh, we let you go is if you have any bits of wisdom or like a Chinese proverb or anything you feel like sharing, you're more than welcome to get and have the floor once more and then let the audience know how they can find out more about what you're up to. Yeah. So if someone wants to reach me out, I'm already active on LinkedIn. So, so they can search my name, Tritendra Waswani. I'm highly active on LinkedIn and Facebook. So, we, so you can search my name on Facebook with same. Tritendra Waswani. So you can find me there. I'm highly active there. So if, if you guys have any questions, related to SEO, I would love to help you out. And uh, final words on wisdom, I would say like, just do what you love. So that's it. I love SEO. I have, whenever I sleep, I sleep with SEO. I sleep with keywords. So that's it. Like I wake up with keywords. So that's how you should be like so much of passionate. Like I love SEO so much. So that's, that's what you should be doing. Like if you love this thing very much, so you should sleep with it and you wake up with it. So that's where like your like your passion comes from. Like if you if you really hate that thing, it means you are not not so much interested. And if you are feeling lazy, so laziness is a signal like you really hate that job. You really had that had that like you're really hating these things. Like so that's where like I don't hate my job. I I, I don't hate hate my Mondays. Like I'm super pumped up when the Monday comes up because I'm excited to meet my clients and. Excited to make some deals about my business. So that's where, so that's where you you need to live and breathe in like the things you love. So do what you love and be passionate. Keep upgrading yourself. Never the downgrade. So keep upgrading. Like whatever the skill you are learning, always keep upgrading. So that's where you are going to scale to the next level. You are going to make money from five figure to six figure, from six figure to seven figure, from seven to eight. So if you keep upgrading and making your network, your network is your net worth. And I focus it. On very well. So if you see my blog, I've done interviews with Neil Patel, Randfish Tim, all these so many experts. So I have built my whole network. I've gone to the events, workshops, meeting people. From there, I've got a lot of confidence. So go out to your niche relevant events. You are into fashion, you are into coding, programming. So join all these kind of workshops, events, and go out and learn. Like be crazy. So that's it. Like that's as good as a place as any to uh, to close this one out. So with that, thank you so much again for your time. Really appreciate yourself. Yeah. Same here. And to our audience, as always, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to collect this information and provide it to all of you. Well, you know, hopefully it inspires you to take the next step and then take a few more steps. And who knows, maybe I'll be interviewing you next. So with that, take care and we will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoyed this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at Debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to Debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.